Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Ace Marie, and I'm very pleased to have Russell. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Thank you for having me, Jace Marie. Um, so what are we discussing today? So for our podcast today, we're presenting a poem by William Carlos Williams, which says, this is just to say, I have eaten the plums that were in the icebox and which you are probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me, they were delicious, so sweet and so cold. And the case in question is, what if any difference should it make if someone discovered that Williams had not written this as a poem, that he had never intended it for publication, and that in fact, it was just a note that he had left on the door of a friend's refrigerator after eating all the plums. So now we're going to discuss who was William Carlos Williams. So according to poets.org, William was born uh, to two, he was the first of two sons born on uh, September 17, 1883, in Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, while being a student in high school, uh, Manhattan, he became a writer and a doctor. A physician, a physician, I believe. He graduated from the University of Pennsylvania with a master's degree, but soon after he had his first publication in London of his work, The Tempers. He was also one of the main poets of the Imagist movement. What are some of um, his um, rewards that he had received or compliments, prices that William ever received? So, yeah, continuing on with poets.org, as he gained popularity in the 1950s and 60s, he was given the Pulitzer Prize from his work, Pictures from Google and Other Poems in 1962. Um, in 1948, his health continued to deteriorate, but as we can see on his prize-winning poems, he continued to write until he passed away on March 4th, 1963, in New Jersey. Interestingly enough, the poem that we're discussing today was published in the 1930s. During this time, Williams was not that popular amongst the readers. There were other rising poets at the time, and not that many people read him as uh, it was discussed in the 1950s. Um, so that is very interesting that this poem that we're discussing today um, isn't, wasn't as popular when it first published. Yeah, the book describes it as one of the more his more popular books, uh, poems, which is so, interesting because it's so simple and so small. Yeah, it's such a, um, a simple poem. However, for some reason, a lot of people do find it interesting, um, even though it's just about plums that were eaten. Yeah, it's literally written like a note. Someone could have just, as the question says, it could have easily been just seen as a note. Yet it's very like artistic and elegant. Um, so this poem was inspired in the imagism time. So it was, according to also pod.org, the imagism movement was an era that was against romanticism and the Victorian poetry, which sort of um, focused on the simplicity and clarity of uh, artwork and poems and other writing. Art. Yeah, 
basically it was kind of going against a traditional grind where everything was very like complex in poetry. Everything was made to just not be as simple and clear. And that's, I guess, how people liked it back then. But they didn't. And so they decided to like change it up, make it more clear, more direct on point. Which is, which this poet, uh, this poem is a clear example of. Since it's very simple, it's very small, to a point, there's no extra loose words that are in there. Yeah, um, it was mentioned in poet.org that these poems are not supposed to have like a deeper meaning. So it's not supposed to be looked like in a different aspect, um, that they're just straightforward because it's a sense of liberation for the artist and they can express themselves, express their daily lives. They don't have any sort of structure. They're just free verse poems that are short, concise, and to the point. Yeah. Uh, there is like no metaphors, no nothing. This poem, straight to the point. I've eaten the plums. They were nice, but you were probably saving them. Forgive me, they were very good. Even though some people do try to dig into it from my research and say that there's some type of guilt going on behind it, but it's just straight up apologizing for eating the plums. There's nothing behind it. It just seems like I ate it. I enjoyed it. Forgive me. But there's like no like second like thought into it. But a lot of people and experts try to um, find a deeper meaning to something that is not meant to have one. Yeah, it's kind of going with how like the romantic and Victorian style was kind of like the main way that poetry was done back then, which is probably why they are trying to look for a deeper meaning because those are a lot more complex and try to like interwine all these like deeper meanings. All this is just simple. Yeah, because compared to the um to the Imaginism era, the romanticism in Victoria is more based on like fantasy and like more based on like the extraordinary. While like as we've seen the imaginism time is more like ordinary scenes, um, the beauty of like your ordinary life and ordinary things that you do. Yeah, and I guess yeah, the name also comes from how they're trying to like uh, create a vivid image that someone can see. Like the word imagism comes straight because they want to create an image that people don't have to like second guess how it looks like they can just immediately typically see it in their minds. Yeah, it's something that I could picture doing like in example this this poem. I could picture myself doing this at night if like I find it a poem in my my fridge. Like I feel like I could read it and be like, oh I will do this. I will probably not leave a note, but I will leave a text probably saying the same yeah. thing i ate them they were good i'm sorry so it's something that I, anybody could do in the ordinary and i'm pretty sure a lot of people in this house do it too yeah well now we can um just like summarize the poem again as we have been mentioning um in the poem william talks about it in a plum that he found in the refrigerator and he apologizes for it, but then specifies that they were good, that he actually enjoyed them. 
Yeah, and to forgive him for it. To be forgiven for it. I actually saw that some people think he left this milk for his wife at the moment. Oh, yeah, I read that, yeah. I can definitely see that being a thing. Yeah, I feel like, because maybe she was using them, like, trying to use them for to cook or something later that day. And he just, he ate it. So a lot of people say that it's like, he's trying to make sure his wife is not mad at him for eating the plant. Yeah, and it just happened to, like, sound like a poem, and he decided to publish it. So, yeah, I guess we're going to the the question that we have to answer. So yeah, of course. The, the question is, uh, what if, if any, difference should it make if someone was to discover that Williams had not re- written this as a poem at all and had never intended it for publication? And that it was just a note he left on the door of a friend's refrigerator after eating about all the plums. So yeah, this is like a hypothetical. If we had just found out that it was just a note and he never published it. So, so honestly, if it was left as a note, I probably would have looked at it and been like, okay, throw it away. That's probably like my difference at least but if it was never, never um intended for publication i've been like okay i read the note um now i don't have anything to do with it it just seems like a simple message that can be done in like two sentences exactly so personally i think the difference that were to make it um would not be that that big because or actually, it would probably be significant because then it would never be published, I guess. It would, just, would have been just a note that would have been discarded. Unless if someone were to find it and think that it was a poem. Yeah, exactly. Due to like the time that it was written, maybe someone would have found it and be like, you know, what? this is really good. I wonder who wrote this. Let me just publish it. And then maybe someone would come up to writing like yeah. come out about writing it. Maybe because of the time, but if I were to find that like a note like that right now, like I would be like, okay, that that's cool. I can't know much about it. But it also I think this all depends, like the point in time. Time and place are really important, like in this question specifically, because this was the discovered in perhaps before in the romanticism era. Um, it would have been published either, because it doesn't have any deeper meaning or understanding to it yeah because back then the romantic and the victorian like poetry style was like the main way and when this poem was written imagism was still only writing it wasn't that popular from what i from what i read meaning that if anyone saw this they wouldn't even remotely think of it as a poem because this wasn't at all like the the basic and default uh, poetry style. So they would have easily just discarded it as a note and not thought much of it. But now in the modern day, uh, we can easily see why this is a poem. Even though today, like, I feel like some people could consider a poem if they went to find it today, just because of the fact that I was just thinking, I'm like, a lot of things are just considered art, art today. Like, if you see, like, a blob of paint, that can be considered art today. So it depends on the person even today who sees it and be like, 
wow, like this spoke to me. Like this could be published. It really depends on the person in the sense of art. Because even today, you can find like three lines on the side of the street, and someone will be like, wow, that was fantastic. Like, those two great three lines. So, yeah, I guess this does come back to like uh, how the book uh, tries to find like a definition for art. Like, is there even like a definition so that we can actually base off of whether or not this would uh, be an artwork if it was just found as a note? To figure out whether this is still considered art, we kind of need to know what what is art and what classifies as art. Yeah, one definition that was given in this book that not that many the book puzzle art that we have read earlier this semester um, was that one of the criteria to be considered for artwork to be considered art is that the artist needs to be aware that he's participating in this artwork and that he's making this piece of work, this piece of art, um, no matter what type of thing it is. Yeah, but, but then again, what if someone was to accidentally create an artwork? And that's, that's when I see that the reason why people disagree with that, because you never know when something can come up out of nowhere. You could be doodling on the side of your, like on a piece of paper just for fun, and then you create like a masterpiece. So it just really depends on the person. For me, anything that speaks to me is kind of like artwork. Um, I did take a class on which you, for you for you to have to artwork, you need to be expressing something. So in this case, this phone does express something. It expressed that he, com- he did something. So it's like a form of expression and it needs to have beauty. And in his own word, like it was a nice way to write it down and express his own beauty. Yeah, and like another thing about art is that it's supposed to kind of like invoke like various like feelings and emotions from like the audience, right? And this does just that. It like gives it uh, basically gives emotions from a simple like day- daily thing that someone would see, like a note, and just gives it emotion. Yeah. Uh, Something about this uh, poem and about imagism is um, basically images were very much uh, anti-essentialist. They believed that uh, art is not like a very strict defined thing that uh, needs to be defined, needs to be set. But, but instead it's kind of like a free wandering, not very, can't be defined because basically anything can be considered art and I guess through that view we can see that if this were to be left as a note it would it would be considered art in an anti-essentialist like a uh, viewpoint yeah due to the fact that it does like it's its own sense of art and it does express something and it does initiate human feelings if um and he is able to express himself um, looking back, like one of the class I took, a seminar I took, there those three steps for something to be considered art. The first one was for the artist to express themselves. The second one was to make a story, which he did do from the time that, from the beginning. The climax was that he ate the plum, came down, and the resolution was that um, he asked for forgiveness. 
And then the third step was that art needs to have intention. Yeah, but then again, that kind of comes back to that being kind of like the essentialist view where like they're trying to define art as certain things. But with like the modern day, art keeps evolving and keeps getting uh, more different and unique, I guess. There's more different kinds of art, like with the addition of like kinetic art, which is just moving things that are art. It just keeps expanding. And I, in my opinion, I think the, the definition that it requires intent might not be what is considered today. I don't know. Yeah, like I said earlier, like, you never know when you're creating art. Like, you never know. You could be, for example, there have been times, like, I'm just on the piano, like, well, let me just create, like, a song, like, for fun. And then, like, it actually comes out, like, good. Um, so, like, you're never, you're never intended to use to do this type of art. But sometimes it just comes up. And we don't know, because William passed away, we don't know if he, like, meant to write this a poem or it was just, like, a note. And then he saw it and was like, wow, I like the way the snow came out. Let me publish it. Like, we never know what happened, like the backstory. Yeah, like, same thing. If, like, a gardener was to, like, plant, like, his plants as usual, but somehow it, like, ended up looking very, like, nice and appealing and, like, an artwork, would that be considered art because the gardener was just doing his job, but it happened to look like art? I, th I personally think that that would be considered art. As long as kind of it's invoking uh, emotions from the audience and feelings. Yeah, it would depend on that on the audience, like I've been saying. It depends on the yeah. audience that's looking at it. Um, if it's someone that's more like conservative or like essentialist in the mind from art, they might not consider it artwork. But if we have someone that is more modernized with um, the different types of artwork, they might consider it um artwork it depends on which side are we using since um we're dividing it into like essentialist and anti-essentialist yeah kind of like the one example from the textbook uh about the crack in the floor the artwork oh yeah if you remember like that crack could have easily just existed there and now it's just a piece of art like yeah it could have been like a car crash like um, something like that that it just separated naturally an earthquake but yeah like a crack in the floor like that easily could have not been man-made that could have just happened and now it's art yeah it has basically no intent whatsoever yet some people find appeal in it i guess i, I guess it still is considered artwork yeah I mean, it's for example, yesterday, the sunset was, at least here, the sunset was beautiful yesterday. And for me, that was art. No one painted it. It just happened. It was just nature. And for me, like, if it invokes beauty, for me, it's art. Because then you can just take a picture and keep it as artwork. Because then it comes into photography, which is a, is, is a type of art as well. So I, I agree, like, the sunset yesterday was beautiful, took a picture. Now that, for me, that's considered my artwork as I have it as a, as a photo. Yeah, so like back in the day, like uh, they would draw like the landscape and stuff and they would try to do it realistically, right? 
So like okay. part of the artwork was nature, which nature is not intentional. It just happens by itself. Yeah, just it's just not as yeah, it's natural as it's nature, but it's like beautiful on its on its own. And it doesn't matter where you are, you're gonna find like somewhere natural. Like it could be a beach, um, it could be the sky, it could be like a forest, it could be spring. It doesn't matter. It's going to be artwork because it, it evokes feeling. It, it makes people happy, like going outside and seeing like a clear day that makes people happy, which can be considered artwork. Yeah. Or like the piece of driftwood from the example in the Puzzles of Art book, where you just found a drift piece of driftwood. Hey, can you put this in the museum? Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, why? <laughs> why do i put that in the yeah. movie? it's beautiful <laughs> yeah it's basically not intentional he didn't really like make it he just found it i guess he just found it also like reminds me like does art really need to be done by a human like for example in the in the book uh, with the chimpanzee and the baltimore zoo mm. that he did the painting like do you have to be a human to do art or does that also like depend on the person yeah, because there's, like, many creatures besides humans in the world. And, like, there's plenty of smart creatures, too, like dolphins and stuff. Yeah, do, dolphins are very smart. And, and ravens and stuff, do they also understand art? I wonder, because I know, like, when I've been to, like, bush gardens and stuff like that, I know certain animals are, like, trained to do, like, um, trained to do artwork. Like, they're the same way they're, like, dolphins are, like, taught, like, in the theme parks to, like, jump and do like all these things which is considered artwork also because this is a show it's like a presentation so in a sense they are contributing to art and they're taught by a lot a lot of times by humans but sometimes some of the things they do is like natural that they would do in the ocean for dolphins for example but i've seen in cases where they're teaching like dogs and like monkeys how to paint and they actually do a pretty decent job yeah which comes back to like the uh, definition of art like does the definition of art encompass the views from like other creatures like it is probably just for us right i feel like yeah like i feel like we can only like understand between like humans how we feel about art mm-hmm. but maybe like you never know maybe the dogs are barking to one another about art we just can't understand them. Maybe like animals are talking yeah. to one another. We just can't really understand them. Like maybe one day when they start translating like dogs and dolphins and all that, we'll like be able to understand them the way technology is nowadays. But I feel like all creatures can experience like art in one sense. Um, it's just like between like I'm not going to be able to experience art the same way the dog is going to experience it. Like, we're not going to have a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, a dolphin show I went to, and one of the things was they made a dolphin try to, like, paint. And does the dolphin understand what he's doing? Like, that he's, like, creating what we would call art? Because if he doesn't understand that, that's basically without intent. Yeah, technically without intent. But it also depends on the training, because they also have, like, the whistles that are, like, um create like words that are understanding to dolphins and they understand certain things and they know what, what they're doing but again like isn't like aren't like dolphins i just love dolphins 
I like dolphins, um, like one of the most like intelligent beings of the sea, something like that. Yeah, like on par with humans nearly. And yeah, and then monkeys are like the most like intelligent land wise, I believe. I I said like that. Yeah, I don't know. But I know I know dolphins are like considered like the most intelligent creatures in the sea for the most part. So, not, being, not being biased because I like dolphins. So. Yeah, so surely they also kind of have some art like understanding, right? Yeah, they have some art understanding, even if they know whether they're doing it or not. It depends on how they're trained and and anything like that. Even though I feel it depends on their understanding between you know the creatures and how they feel. Yeah, I guess we can uh, get back to the question. <laughs> so, okay, what, if any difference should it make if someone discovered that Williams had not written this as a poem, but he had never intended it for publication, and that in fact it was just a note he had left out of a friend's refrigerator after eating all the plums? So, I think as we said before, it wouldn't really make much difference to us right now, but back in the day, it probably uh, would have made a difference because that was not the default style of poetry that so would have been discarded. Yeah, probably back then, yeah. It would have been discarded, but now, like, it was seen by the right person, which a lot of people nowadays have this modern mentality of art. It probably would not have made a difference. Like, maybe it could have been published, published by someone. Yeah, like, if the note I would have somehow been discarded but survived till now, we would have seen it as art, even though it wouldn't have been published back then. And there would yeah. have been no intent. Yes. Yeah, if for some reason someone kept it from back then all the way to now, maybe someone would have like, like been like, okay, yeah, this is like art, like, I don't know, like a grandchild. Like, oh, like, this is the last, the last note my grandpa like wrote or something like that. Yeah, so I guess that's done with the question. Yeah, I think that closes our case for today. So I want to thank you for joining us so much today, Rosalind. I really appreciate it. This, I appreciate this, it too, yep. Yep. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, or whatever you get your pod- wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Okay.